Are your wiper blades chattering, skipping, or squeaking? Don't let streaks or smearing on your windshield compromise your visibility. When it's time to replace your wiper blades, stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts and see our selection. Our professional parts people will even install your new wiper blades while you wait. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The secret to catching prize-worthy fish? Fishing like a local. Jonas Knox here with Fishing Booker. The valuable knowledge of a local guide can turn a fishing trip of no bites into the best catch of the day. Go to fishingbooker.com to discover thousands of local fishing charters from all around the world and create your perfect angling adventure with their easy-to-use online booking system. Visit fishingbooker.com and book your trip today. Fishing Booker. Fishing trips made easy. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. Winter is coming. Heavy rain, sleet, snow, and ice. Are your tires up for the challenge? Tread confidently in winter's worst with a set of new tires from Tire Rack. They sell only the best, like the full line of Redestine tires. Go to TireRack.com sports. Tell them what you drive. Your tires will ship fast and free to you or one of over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Welcome in, podcast listeners. Hope you guys are having fantastic Fridays. A loaded show for you in hour one. My guy Lance Taylor, 94.5 Jocks down in Birmingham, will join us. Hour two, how about Jeff Schwartz, former NFL offensive lineman? And then in hour three, Chad Withrow, 104.5 The Zone in Nashville as he goes en route to the Masters. We'll be discussing the Masters versus Game of Thrones versus the NBA and NHL playoffs. What are you going to dive in for? Dub fulfills his bet win by breaking down the odds of Game of Thrones, and we get you ready for the Masters headed into the weekend. All that and more hanging out with you here. Appreciate you downloading the podcast. Hope you enjoy. Now we are off and running with the Friday edition of Outkick, the coverage. Outkick, the coverage with Clay Travis, live every weekday morning from 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern. 3 to 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for Outkick the coverage at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every morning on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Live from the Geico Outkick Studios Friday. And we have got an outstanding weekend of sports headed this direction I think one of the great sneaky times of sports in general is Masters weekend and honestly this weekend general because you got the uh, NCAA title game on Monday um, and then you slide right into the Masters on Thursday Friday Saturday Sunday at the same time that the NHL and the NBA playoffs are both starting And this year, as if that cornucopia of outstandingness was not enough, we also are throwing Game of Thrones into the mix, Season 8, Episode 1, all roaring back in together 
at once. And so I put out the poll question, which I encourage all of you to go vote. You can find me on Twitter at Clay Travis. If you could only watch one on Sunday, which do you pick? The Masters, the NHL playoffs, the NBA playoffs, or Game of Thrones? Uh, And this thing is going to be wildly popular, and everybody's going to feel like their answer is by far the best. We had an incredible day yesterday at the Masters. This thing looks like it is going to be a battle for the ages when you look at the top of the leaderboard. I know one of you losers who's not going to stop talking about it was all over Bryson DeChambeau. Was it Roberto? In yeah, his master's that's picks? Right. Yeah. There's a there's a cottage industry of crazy Bryson DeChambeau fans on Twitter that won't stop tweeting me about Bryson DeChambeau. I don't know why you guys have fallen in love with him, but there's about 10 people on Twitter, it seems like, that are obsessed with Bryson DeChambeau. He is in first place. He and his old school uh, uh, member, what, what are those hats called? Kangle hats uh, that he wears on top of his head uh, during the games. Uh, Brooks Kepka. By the way, Brooks Kepka may be the most underrated athlete in his sport of all time. The guy has won, what, two of the last three majors or whatever the heck it is, he was 25-1 to 1 at the Masters. And coming into the Masters, all everybody could talk about was the fact that he supposedly lost 15 pounds for a photo shoot. And then he's out there ripping 350-yard drives at Augusta. I think he's probably going to be okay. Phil Mickelson, lefty, sliding in at minus five, would be incredible. A couple of years ago, he came in second, put up a hell of a round. Ian Poulter... I thought Ian Poulter was like 75 years old now. Evidently, he's still pretty good. He's at minus four. Dustin Johnson, who finds a way, it feels like, to be in the top 10 and choke away his chance to win almost every year in every golf event, but he's at minus four. Uh, And then you just run through the list, and of course, we don't have to go down too far. Just outside the top 10, Tiger Woods slides in at minus two. Ricky Fowler is also there. Jason Day. I mean, there are a lot of big names at the top of this board. And uh, worth noting, this is a pretty interesting stat. And yes, I watched all day pretty much that I could yesterday on the Masters. And I understand, by the way, that some of you are out there like, Masters.com is awesome. I want every hour of the Masters on regular television. And again, I understand that some of you out there love like streaming stuff onto your television and then I'm probably an old man when I say this but I've got an Apple TV and it drives me insane here's what I want and maybe I am the exception here I want to be able to pick up my remote turn on my television and easily find sporting events on television I don't want to have to use one of my four remotes to work through on my Apple TV and search for everything I'm fine, by the way, finding that. Is this just me, or do does does most everything else work easier than the remote does to get uh, to get like digital things on television? Like I've got a web-enabled television in my uh, in my bedroom. Trying to get Netflix on that thing drives me insane. 
because I have to remember my passwords and I have to log in and that password's different than the WWE Network, which is different than the Xbox. I don't want all this complication in my life. I want to be able to push one button, boom, whatever I want to watch comes on. So I'm old school in that respect. So the fact that the Masters is available streaming on Masters.com and I have that app and I can try to follow it down and track it and everything else, I don't want that. I want the Masters on regular television. Maybe that makes me an old man. But the fact that I didn't get to watch but about four of Tiger's holes yesterday on regular television as he was making a run, old school Tiger style, was pretty disappointing to me. And I think the Masters should come into the future and actually allow that to happen. But important stat for you. In the last 13 Masters, the champion overall finished in the top 10 on Thursday. In the last 13 Masters, think about this. Everybody says, well, it's just Thursday. You still got Friday, Saturday, Sunday, everything else. But in the last 13 Masters, the champion finished Thursday in the top 10. If that continues, then your Masters champion will be one of these 10 golfers. Bryson DeChambeau, Brooks Kapka, Ian Poulter, uh, Dustin Johnson, Phil Mickelson, Harding, Adam Scott, John Rahm, Kisner, and somebody named Affy Barnrat. I don't know who Affy Barnrat is, but that is, and I'm sure that I am totally mangling his name. Does anybody, am I, am I screwing that up? Tiger tied for 11th right outside of the top 10. All right, and the poll question, that I'm going to bring in the crew to find out what they would want to do. Let me give you a roadmap of where we're headed on the show today. Uh, my guy Lance Taylor is going to join us in the next couple of minutes uh, in the next segment. Hour two, Jeff Schwartz will join us. And in hour three, we will be joined by uh, Chad Withrow, my buddy, and he will actually be down at the Masters uh, as uh, T uh, is about to happen on Friday. He's going to be down there for Friday and Saturday. Uh, so we'll get an on-the-ground uh, Augusta report. And and supposedly, the weather is such down at Augusta that they are thinking they may not finish it on Sunday. So it may be Monday before the Masters is actually completed. And I think the stat is it hasn't been since the early 1980s that they've had to actually finish the Masters on a Monday. So you can put that in as a uh, potential outcome here as well. All right, over a 1,000 of you have voted in the first eight minutes that I have put this poll question up. Awesome TV weekend coming. You can only watch one on Sunday. Masters, Game of Thrones, NBA playoffs, or the NHL playoffs. 50% of you are saying you would pick the Masters. 34% of you are going Game of Thrones. 8% for the NBA playoffs and 8% for the NHL playoffs with a 1,000 or so votes that have been cast so far. Danny G, which one are you drafting? You can only watch one. Damn it. This is hard because imagine Tiger still in it on Sunday and it coming down to the wire. It would be really tough to not be able to watch. Although, how can you not have Game of Thrones on Sunday night? It's got to be Game of Thrones. Yeah. I go Game of Thrones, too. And, and look, even though I uh, make a living talking about sports, we're doing an hour on Game of Thrones. I'm going to write on Game of Thrones. I'm going to watch. I'll do an immediate reaction show on Game of Thrones. 
and the Masters will always be there. And I understand people say, well, you can watch Game of Thrones on Monday. I don't feel like you can. Uh, I, I, you know, look, I mean, the reality is that if you don't watch Game of Thrones within an hour, probably, of it, of it airing, and I'm curious for you guys on the West Coast, will you watch the East Coast version of Game of Thrones or will you wait for the West Coast HBO? Because of our sleeping pattern, we're going to watch the East Coast feed. Yeah, which will be what, at 5 o'clock your time? 6 p.m. our time. Yeah, 6 p.m. your time. All right, uh, where would you go, Dub? Well, first of all, put some respect on my boy Kyriak Afi Barnrat's name, okay? That's the Thailand tank. He's coming. He's making a run. All right? How did I pronounce it? Afi Barnrat? Hey, like you, 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 you were close. You were close. I think it's so much better if he, he pronounces it an English style uh, with Afi Barnrat. I'm like, that's yep. a cool name. Uh, so, Dub, which way are you going? I mean, I'm going Game of Thrones. I'm going to go outside, do a little rain dance, so we get uh, Ma- Master Sunday. Oh, no, that, that'll be a good break, and, and then we don't even have to worry about it. Is that? Am I not too far out? Right? They're forecasting that it might be Monday before the Masters gets finished because of the it, weather coming in. Yeah, it's looking like it's going to be pretty wet this weekend in Augusta. Yeah. Um, all right. What about you, uh, Eddie Garcia? Where are you going? Well, you know that I haven't watched game of thrones yet and i plan to do a gigantic bin watching session at some point and watch all the episodes so it's i can't it's hard for me to answer this because if if i had been caught up i'm sure i would be foaming at the mouth to watch the latest episode and even though i'm a huge nhl fan and i think sports if you don't watch them live you know you, you can't watch, go back and watch them like you can a tv show despite all that i will finally get to my answer i would watch game of thrones yeah you know it also is interesting, I think, for NBA and NHL playoffs. It's unlikely that whatever happens on, we'll say, Saturday or Sunday is going to guarantee you what happens in the overall series. Right. There are no game sevens on yeah. Sunday. So, I mean, okay, your team can win or lose, but they're still going to have to win or lose three more games in order for the series to be over. Uh, the Masters, I think, is by far on Sunday the most compelling of the television viewing options. Even if you don't like golf, if you got all these top guys at the top of the leaderboard, I mean, imagine if we got almost like when uh, when Federer and Nadal have played in the last year or so. It's been like, man, this is such a throwback. I can't believe we're getting this again, right? I feel like, can you imagine how amazing it would be if Sunday – Tiger and Phil are both hanging around the top five, and we get Tiger uh, Woods versus Phil Mickelson. Throwback, you know, 2019 Masters, old school, where both those guys are out still dueling in Augusta. I feel like there are a lot of golf fans that would love that, um, to, to go back in time, you know, a decade, 15 years to win those guys going head-to-head. Uh, if you're a young person, you don't even remember how, how uh, you know, heated that rivalry was and how – Everybody basically in the country was either a Tiger guy or a Phil guy, right? I mean, you just had to decide. You had to pick one or the other and roll with them, and that was a compelling rivalry in the world of golf. If we got a little bit of a throwback to that on Sunday uh, and through the weekend in the Masters, that would be pretty phenomenal. Uh, all right, Roberto, Mr. Bryson DeChambeau. Bryson uh, DeChambeau, baby. Yeah. Uh, you you and the Bryson DeChambeau boys uh, who are constantly berating me on Twitter. When I saw that Bryson DeChambeau was going to be number one on uh, on Twitter uh, on the, the Thursday edition of the Masters, I was like, I don't even want to check Twitter because the Bryson DeChambeau fanboys are just going to be blowing me up for not saying that I was going to pick him. Game of Thrones, baby, all the way. I, I went back yesterday and watched the first episode again, and it's awesome. It oh, you know great- what? That's actually the very first episode yeah, you went back yeah, and watched it's- that's actually a cool idea because I wonder um, if there could be, you know, for instance, in Lost, 
uh, if you went back and watched the opener of Lost, it tied in completely with the close of Lost. They bring it back full circle. Yeah, I wonder if there's something that, that you could pick up on in the very first episode where you're like, oh, wow, this is, uh, this is incredible the way it circled back around. Yeah, it's great, man. Uh, Daenerys Targaryen, oof, smoking. Literally. Yeah. Often smoking. Uh, <laughs> all right. When uh, when we return, we'll be joined by Lance Taylor at the Lance Taylor on Twitter. You can go hop in, go vote in our poll question. Uh, I am on Twitter at Clay Travis. Appreciate you spending your Friday morning with us. Up next, it's Lance Taylor. This is Outkick the Coverage on Fox Sports Radio. This is Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis. Hey, it's Jonas Knox, and you know O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, o o o o who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free, in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced a brake light fix or a quick service they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice you'll find the employees at o'reilly auto parts are knowledgeable helpful and best of all friendly and by the way i was just at o'reilly not that long ago within the last month and guess what needed some help with the alternator had some questions with the batteries they helped me right away and did it right there in the parking lot the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. Job searching can be a lonely process. Endless searching, phone calls that go nowhere, applications that vanish. It's time for a better way to find a job. Express Employment Professionals is the local jobs expert you can trust, and they never charge a fee to help with your job search. Go to ExpressPros.com to find the office near you. Each year, tens of thousands of job seekers find work with help of Express Employment Professionals, and Express helps people find all kinds of jobs, from manual 
manufacturing to logistics to customer service to accounting and more. Getting an interview with Express can be as easy as a phone call. And with just one application with Express Employment Professionals, you're in the running for numerous opportunities in your community. Make your job search easier by letting the professionals at Express be your talent agent to find you the right spot on a great team. Express Employment Professionals is your one connection for getting a job. Visit ExpressPros.com today. Welcome back, Geico Outkick Studios. Eddie Garcia, yesterday, by the way, you threw me over the middle, and I just got wrecked over this reseeding on the NBA playoffs, and then you bailed on the show afterwards, and my Twitter feed just lit up with people just calling me out like crazy because I thought they reseeded in the NBA playoffs. And I wouldn't have even thought about it if Houston hadn't ended up the four seed and I hadn't been like, wow, that's going to be an incredible second-round series between the Warriors and the, uh, and, the, uh, and the Rockets. And then you just, I mean, I, I don't know that I've ever seen it before. There was a safety waiting over the top and you just lobbed one up and, and my head got taken off. How can I throw you over the middle? You're the quarterback on this show. I'm just like a fullback. I, I, I have no power to do that. I, 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 you, it, was a, it was a throwback pass and <laughs> it was a flea flicker and I okay. was the quarterback rolling out like uh, it was supposed to be a touchdown pass. It was uh, Philly special. Philly special yeah. and it was not special for me. I'm sorry to hear that. I'll, I'll try and do better the next time. My guy Lance Taylor at the Lance Taylor joins us now, uh, 94.5 Jocks down in Birmingham. LT, I don't know if you heard the question off the jump here, but I said you can only watch one thing on Sunday. NBA playoffs, NHL playoffs, the final round of the Masters, assuming it's not messed up because of weather, or the debut of Game of Thrones, episode one, season eight, one of the six to decide it all and to find out who sits on the Iron Throne. Which one are you picking? Uh, first round of the NBA playoffs, way too predictable. Uh, you know, I'm not a huge golf guy. I do love the majors and the masters at the top of the list. Um, but it's not even close. It's got to be Game of Thrones. How ex- Can you put into context how excited you are for Game of Thrones coming back this weekend? His cell phone dropped. I'll All right, back we'll pick it back up. But I want to say this stat uh, to kind of put it in context for people out there who are not Game of Thrones fans. The, most, the three most watched television events – of 2019 so far are number one, the Super Bowl, number two, the AFC championship game, and number three, the NFC championship game. They are way head and shoulders above every other sporting event so far in 2019. The number four, five, six, seven, eight, and nine, I believe, most watched television programs in 2019 are going to be the final six episodes of Game of Thrones. So effectively, for people out there who are like, how big of a cultural event is this going to be? It's as going to be nearly as big as the Super Bowl, as the AFC and the NFC Championship game. And LT, I was just giving some background there, saying that, hey, uh, if you're out there and you're not a Game of Thrones person, probably six of the nine most watched television programs in 2019 is going to be Game of Thrones episodes. Look, I would agree, and i got to give you credit. You know, I think it goes back to the days when you were doing uh, national NBC radio on Saturday mornings, and you were, like, hyping the show up so much. Yes. Said, Look, I'm not watching the show that's got dragons. I'm just not going to do it. And I'm a huge television guy, and after season three, I jumped on board, and I couldn't get enough of it. And I've seen Game of Thrones in its entirety twice over now. And I can't think, and, and I've said this before, as much as I like The Sopranos, and I've gone back and watched that a second time, 
in Breaking Bad, this is the best television of all time. And, you know, people are starting to jump on this bandwagon. People that had never seen Game of Thrones, uh, you know, on this 18-month hiatus, people are trying to catch up and get ready for season eight. And I couldn't be more excited about something. Uh, so I'll give you a lot of credit for getting me on board on this thing. Uh, but I agree with you. I mean, when it comes to uh, must-see TV right now, uh, because, you know, I just talked about the predictability of the NBA playoffs. There is nothing predictable about Game of Thrones. I mean, if you watch, you know everybody is expendable. Yeah, it is amazing. Um, and this is an interesting stat that Game of Thrones emailed out yesterday. So they started, obviously, with season one. And season one averaged 9.3 million viewers per episode. Season two averaged 11.6 million uh, viewers per episode. Season three, LT, when you said you jumped on, 14.4 million per episode. Uh, season five, we saw a big jump to 19.1 million. Then a little bit over uh, 20 million for season six. And then a big jump to 25.7 million per episode for season seven. Uh, so sorry for season six. Season seven, we saw 32.8 million per episode watching. What will season eight get to? You just mentioned that year and a half hiatus where a lot of people, I think, came in and caught up. And now I think every episode is going to be over 40 million in viewership for season eight. Yeah, I'll give you that. I think that number's about right. And you know, it's funny. I was doing a, a local interview and I was asked one question last night uh, who will be on the Iron Throne at the end of season eight? Yeah, who eight? you got? Yeah, and, and, you know, I mean, the obvious is Daenerys Targaryen, yeah. Khaleesi, uh, you know, but there's nothing predictable about the show. So if it's that obvious, it's not going to happen. And, you know, it's crazy right now. Do you know who your favorite in Las Vegas is? And it's yeah. amazing, Bobato, how many different numbers and different props you can play on Game of Thrones. But do you know who the favorite is right now to rule the Iron Throne? Yeah, it's Bran. Yeah, which I don't like that storyline. I don't know about you. That's one of those I could do without. It's kind of like going back to the Sopranos when Tony was in the uh, psychiatrist's office with Dr. Melfi. That was the one part of the Sopranos. I know it was an important part, um, and it had a lot of uh, substance to it, but I just don't like the brand storyline. Yeah, so I think uh, I think that what's going to happen is Jon Snow and Daenerys are going to have a baby, and but both of them will die during this battle uh, to come. And Bran will be basically the king regent sitting on the Iron Throne while uh, Daenerys and Jon's child is growing up until he can take over the throne. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. I know that theory's out there, and Jon and Daenerys' baby right now is plus 1,400. So if you want to get a little value out there, Clay, yeah, uh, Bran just plus 220. Doesn't seem like a lot of value there. Um, I know he is the long shot to, uh, to be killed this season. Um, and John John Snow just plus three fifty. So there's here's, some interesting ones out there. Here's what I think. Also, I think that the Game of Thrones, uh, you know, people who did this ep- this show, I think they are so smart that they could be going in and placing these wagers on all these gambling sites to throw people off. Right? Wouldn't that be the ultimate in like disinformation if they budgeted? I don't know. Probably only take like two hundred thousand dollars in Game of Thrones to go into these markets and be able to bet guys that are not going to end up on the Iron Throne just to throw the odds market all into a, 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 you know, like a tizzy because whatever they bet, you're going to be able to go out there and adjust it based on, you know, they're going to adjust the lines pretty substantially if even $20,000 rolls in on brand. 
Well, that would be next level if they're that calculated. Because I'll tell you, I don't really watch the Oscars anymore because I make the mistake of looking at the numbers. So the you Oscars know what's before. likely to happen, yeah. Yeah, and so people think that I'm like a soothsayer when I go on the air on Friday and I'm like, I give you the major six categories, here's what's going to happen, and every year I slay five of six. It's not difficult. You just look at the numbers, and this is the way it's going to play out. You know, five years ago it would have been difficult. So that would be really interesting because you're right. I mean, these props, you could only max out at like 500 bucks anyway. So if you started playing a lot of two $300 wagers on a $200,000 side budget that HBO gave these producers – you could manipulate the numbers a lot. Oh, it would be amazing, too. Here's one of my things that I think is going to happen. You know that the uh, the Stark – and it, the Dub brought this up yesterday on the show. We got another segment for Dub today uh, as a result of Auburn beating Tennessee that he gets to run. But so uh, that there's a uh, discussion out there, and I think this is going to happen, that when the White Walkers reach Winterfell, they are going to get – there's that uh, video they put out as a preview of John and Sansa and, uh, and Arya Stark underneath the, uh, underneath the Winterfell where all the crypt is, where everybody yeah. was buried, that the White Walkers are going to bring all of the dead Starks back to life underneath that crypt. Mm. How amazing well, would that be? And well, also, be if you're those – You know, it was, it was one thing when we saw – spoiler alert here. And, yeah. Uh, the end of season seven when we saw one of the dragons brought back and that that's probably the ultimate game changer that we've seen uh but bringing the starch back i mean that is very pet cemetery like and um boy that would be that would be an interesting angle and ned's you, one of those ned, ned would be a handful <laughs> can you also imagine if you're one of those actors who got killed off and you get to come back and make God knows how much money to suddenly reappear as a uh, White Walker version of yourself in season seven. Or yeah, do I mean, they have R- the ability? Richard, Rich, Richard Madden is a guy that is getting a lot of play for this. Uh, I think it's called The Bodyguard on Netflix right now, and he's won some awards. And you know, he was Rob Stark, and you know, he probably could demand whatever he wants. The same with Sean Bean, the guy that played Ned Stark. Um, and that's one of the problems, I guess, because you know, I had this conversation with somebody last night. And I said, I think we really rushed Game of Thrones. We could have played this out another three, four, five seasons instead of doing all these prequels. And then they brought up the point: these guys, have, the actors, have priced themselves out of the market. You know, when you're a uh, when you're a Kit Harrington or an Amelia Clark or a Peter Dinklage, you can't replace these actors now, so they can demand whatever they want. So, you know. Uh, budget-wise, Game of Thrones probably just can't move forward because you can't afford these actors. See, I disagree on this on several levels. One, I think it's crazy that Warner Media, which is Time Warner, which is the merged company now with AT&T, that they would end Game of Thrones to me is utterly insane. It's like the best restaurant in town suddenly deciding, hey, we're going to shut down now. Like, right as everybody says, man, I've got to be in that restaurant and you're just minting money, I think all the risk comes for the millions of dollars they put into this show before they knew it was going to be a success. Now, they could budget, like there are 54 million HBO subscribers, right? How many HBO subscribers do you think might cancel HBO as soon as Game of Thrones is over? Because what do you have to watch on HBO? Like, to me, the world we're moving into now, you know, they had that important phrase where you're like, content is king. To me, shows are king now, right? Like, if you get me hooked on a show, I'm never canceling Netflix. I'm never going to cancel uh, Hulu or uh, or HBO or whatever it is. And now Disney's going to launch Disney Plus and ESPN Plus and everything else. Streaming is all about, to me, 
must-see television. Like, for instance, Stranger Things is coming back, and I think they're going to end it on Netflix. Uh, And remember, we were down in Miami for the Alabama and Clemson game, I think it was, right? And then we went into that bar, and they were just playing Narcos on a loop all over it. It was like a, a, a hidden bar back there. And, like, if you like Narcos, you're never going to give up Netflix, right? Because you're going to want to watch the next episode of Narcos. I can't imagine anybody cutting HBO if Game of Thrones is rolling. But what do you have to see on HBO once this show is over? Well, I'll say this. Look, AMC does a great job. The original programming on Netflix is is out of this world now. But HBO does get it right. Look, and I do agree with you. It's Game of Thrones and everything else. But, like, I just got on board uh, Bill Hader's show, Barry. I just started watching it a week ago. And, you know, I'm on it uh, through, like, episode four of the first season. But it's fantastic comedy. I don't know if you've seen it. It's only 30-minute no. episodes. It is great. I love Veep. I think Veep is one of the funniest shows. And it kind of rolls right into things that I love, which is uh, totally off-color commentary mixed with politics and also puncturing the absurdity of modern American politics. So Veep and Julia Louis-Dreyfus, who probably, you probably agree with me this, Julia Louis-Dreyfus, most successful female comedian of all time. Only other person I can even think of that you could argue against with her is maybe you could argue Ellen, obviously because of the success of the Ellen show in general. Maybe uh, back in the day, Lucille Ball. But I think that Julia Louis-Dreyfus is the most successful female comedian of all time. Yeah, I mean, I would probably say that just based on the Seinfeld history. And her syndication points and what she's probably worth, what she was worth before. But Ellen's got to be right there. So I think you've got the one, two there. Um, another one is Silicon Valley. I, I, I think you watch that, right? Yeah, yeah it's, yeah. Fina- it's phenomenal. Yeah, so, I mean, HBO does it right. But, again, this is next-level stuff. And the anticipation for, sa- uh, for Sunday night, um, I just – and, again, the Masters should be really exciting, and especially uh, Tiger Woods. Um, you know, if he's in the mix, I mean, I can't even imagine if he's in one of these final pairings with a guy like, I mean, heck, let's just imagine if it was Tiger and Phil. Oh, that's I what mean, I said what in the opening more, of the show. I said Tiger and Phil, old school. If Tiger and Phil were in the, the final pairing or Game of Thrones. Yeah, I mean, I that is that is a brutally tough decision to make because I... I'm going Game of Thrones, though, to be honest with you. I've seen Tiger win a green jacket. I've seen Phil win a green jacket. I have no idea what's going to happen Sunday night in uh, episode one of season eight. Well, I have because I'll do a reaction show and I've got to write about it and then we're going to, you know, so I I feel like I'll have more content that I will do surrounding Game of Thrones. But if it's Tiger versus Phil and it's a throwback to like, I don't know, what is that, like 2001, 2002, you know, almost 20 years after the biggest and one of the best rivalries in the history of golf is out there, and suddenly we get a repeat, just like we did with uh, 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 going with Federer versus Nadal, you know, a couple of years ago or last year or whatever it was, we got a Federer-Nadal a rematch that we didn't really think we were going to get. Um, that would be tough to overcome. When you look, by the way, uh, last question for, uh, for Lance Taylor at the Lance Taylor on Twitter. When you look at the NBA, um, would you take Golden State or would you take the field? I'm still going to play Golden State because, you know, we go back just a couple of years ago, and if Draymond doesn't get suspended for Game 5 when they're leading 3-1, yep. and you don't have that incredible sequence at the end of Game 5 uh, with LeBron James, you know, they're going for five consecutive championships. And I know it hasn't been easy this year, but I don't think they've been nearly as motivated, and they're playing really well down the stretch. They've won six consecutive games, and by the way, Boogie Cousins is about to make his playoff debut, which is amazing to think of. All of the minutes and points he has scored, and he's never played in a postseason game. 
um, you got to take Golden State. And I think this is their last hurrah. I think we're going to see some breakup from this roster after this season. So, You think Durant's um, going to join the Knicks? Uh, I mean, that's what people are saying, which is, you know, for me, you're talking about a dysfunctional organization right now. Good luck to you. But, you know, really intriguing if you get KD there and Kyrie Irving goes over and you get the number one overall selection and you get Zion. Um, you know, New York uh, would would be uh, a really fascinating study at that point. But I'm going to go Golden State. I typically take the field in these situations, Clay, but I'll take the Warriors. I know I said last question, but Magic. How strange was that press conference that Magic did? Uh, sad, embarrassing, and talk about dysfunction. That's where the Lakers are. I mean, the, imagine the Los Angeles Lakers six consecutive seasons of missing the NBA playoffs when half the league makes the postseason. Uh, but that was beyond strange, and, uh, you know, he just never was really comfortable in that role. And I know Magic has a ton of success in his business ventures, uh, but anything uh, having to do with basketball outside of playing, you know, hasn't been the best for Magic Johnson. Good stuff, as always. Lance Taylor at the Lance Taylor 94.5 Jocks in Birmingham. We'll talk to you next week, my man. Enjoy it. See you, Clay. Will do. Uh, final segment of the hour coming up next. I hate to say it. But the worst person in sports is still bad. I'll tell you who it is and what's going on. This is Outkick the Coverage on Fox Sports Radio. Be sure to catch live editions of Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. And you know O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, o o o o who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced a brake light fix or a quick service they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice you'll find the employees at o'reilly auto parts are knowledgeable helpful and best of all friendly and by the way i was just at o'reilly not that long ago within the last month and guess what needed some help with the alternator had some questions with the batteries they helped me right away and did it right there in the parking lot the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. 
Hey, it's Jonas Knox. Job searching can be a lonely process. Endless searching, phone calls that go nowhere, applications that vanish. It's time for a better way to find a job. Express Employment Professionals is the local jobs expert you can trust, and they never charge a fee to help with your job search. Go to ExpressPros.com to find the office near you. Each year, tens of thousands of job seekers find work with help of Express Employment Professionals, and Express helps people find all kinds of jobs, from manual manufacturing to logistics to customer service to accounting and more getting an interview with express can be as easy as a phone call and with just one application with express employment professionals you're in the running for numerous opportunities in your community make your job search easier by letting the professionals at express be your talent agent to find you the right spot on a great team express employment professionals is your one connection for getting a job visit expresspros.com today outkick the coverage where we are off and rolling on a Friday morning leading into a great weekend of sports and Game of Thrones but all is not well in the world of sports I didn't even put Major League Baseball down as the focal point going into the weekend but I feel like this has reached epic unbelievable this is the worst thing we've seen ever Chris Davis who somebody look up what Chris Davis's contract for me is and hop in here in a minute and let me know. Chris Davis is now 0 for 53. He has not gotten a base hit since September 14th for the Baltimore Orioles. And this is not some journeyman, hey, like guy trying to avoid getting sent back down to the minor leagues. This guy has over a $100 million contract. This is, beyond a shadow of a doubt, I believe, the worst contract ever signed in the history of American pro sports. And this guy, I think, is still owed like $70 million on his deal. Danny G, what's his contract status? Man, yeah, he signed a seven-year, $161 million contract. An annual average of $23 million. Davis will earn a base salary of $17 million while carrying a total salary of $21,118,000. This year? Yes. So, they, I mean, you can't send somebody making $21 million back down to minor league baseball. But how in the world do you possibly deal with this when you've hit 0 for 53? And to put that into perspective... No one in the history of Major League Baseball, and they've been playing baseball for a long-ass time, right? You go back and look at the stats going all the way back to the early 1900s. Nobody in the history of Major League Baseball has ever gone 0 for 53. I mean, this guy has done something that no other hitter has ever accomplished. Now, you can say, well, most people who are this bad, wouldn't get to keep coming back up to, to bat. So I guess that's the one positive you can say about Chris Davis is that he's good enough to get to come up to bat 53 straight times and know that he's going to get to come up and bat a 54th time. But this is something that's never happened before. And I I don't know. I mean, I, I think it's probably unlikely that he's going to square up and try to get a bunt. But I feel like... I pitched last night, right, in uh, in our oh, little league. Oh, that's right. How, did that, how did that go? Did they rack off you? Uh, we lost by one run, I think it was. But I'll tell you this. That's as stressed as I have been in a long time uh, in, in the world of sports. To be standing out there, if you're a Little League dad uh, that you have to pitch uh, for Coach Pitch Little League, 
and you get a limited number of, of, of pitches. And so when you get down to that final pitch, like you can definitely feel the pinch, the tension in your arm. Like you don't want to short arm it and bounce it or make a bad throw so that the kids can't hit it. Um, but Did you brush I, any of your kids off the plate? I almost hit one of them. <laughs> um, I was afraid he might charge the mound. Um, you know, that's the other thing is you don't want to get it too close to him and terrify him and hit him. So I wasn't – I mean, obviously, I'm not throwing very hard. I was actually probably throwing too soft to start with because I'm like, I don't want to mess no, up. You know but, what, Clay, the best part about Chris Davis's contract, he's got the $42 million deferred money until 2037. Oh. So the Orioles are going to be – it's like the Bobby Bonilla contract yeah, exactly. where the Orioles are going to be paying him for the rest of his life in addition to the fact that he stinks. Um, that is uh, that is. <laughs> and just he's hitless in 61 plate appearances. Hitless in 61, so that he's gotten some uh, some fielders' choices, right? Exactly. So, like, yeah, those don't count no. as or or walks or whatever else. But he's gotten an out in 53 straight, and he's been up 61 times exactly. and not gotten a hit. Now, let me ask you this: If you're a pitcher as you were last night, would you groove on one if your team was up by say five, six, seven runs? It's a great. I mean, especially if you knew him, right? Yeah, a lot of these like, guys know each other from minor be, league baseball. It's no mental. Way. It's mental at this point. He needs a sports psychologist, right? Yeah, I'd be tempted. I honestly would be, especially if I knew him. I would be tempted to just groove him one right down the center of the plate and let him get a hit because I think it's just so brutal to watch this thing continue. And I can't even imagine if you're in the locker room like with him. What do you say? Like you're literally batting zero. Keep your head up, kid. September fourteenth. Yeah. It's unbelievable, I, and and it just takes that one hit too. Imagine if he went on a hitting streak after that. Yeah, he turned into Maggio. He went straight. It'd be amazing. He went straight from O for fifty three to making a run at the fifty six game uh, mortal hitting streak of Joe DiMaggio. Uh, when we come back, we'll dive back into these stories, the Masters leaderboard, and more, and also more Game of Thrones talk on Friday. Question for you out there: What are you watching this weekend? This is Outkick on Fox Sports Radio. This is Outkick the coverage with Clay Travis. live from the Geico Outkick Studios, this show, Outkick. Appreciate all of you, either whether you're listening on one of the 300-plus affiliates in all 50 states nationwide, whether you're listening on satellite radio, whether you are listening on the podcast, streaming through the iHeartRadio app. It's almost uh, hard to say all the different ways that you guys can find the show, but I appreciate however you have found it. Thanks for hanging out with us here on a Friday morning as we roll into one of the great weekends of American sports all year long and what indeed is going on that is so good well we've got four options for you up in the poll question this weekend Sunday in particular looks like the Masters is set up for a spectacular Masters the number of big names up at the top of the leaderboard whether it is Phil Mickelson whether it is uh Tiger Woods whether it is uh, Brooks Kepka, whoever is out there that you like, probably a good chance that they are within hailing distance of the top of the Masters leaderboard. A lot of big numbers posted yesterday in terms of good numbers, not big numbers in terms of uh, overwhelming uh, bad numbers. Uh, but the Masters, as we roll into the weekend, looks like there may be some weather conditions, but also looks like the Masters could be must-see television viewing. Game of Thrones, Season 8, Episode 1, debuting on Sunday evening. The NBA playoffs are underway, and the NHL playoffs uh, will be underway as well. 
All of that, nearly 6,000 of you have voted in the first hour. You can go vote at Clay Travis, put in your verdict. 53% of you are saying if you could only watch one on Sunday, it would be the Masters. 33% of you are saying you would watch Game of Thrones. 8% of you are picking the NHL playoffs, which, by the way, there have been eight NHL playoff games now. The underdog has won four. The favorite has won four. Nothing better when you think about in terms of unlikely outcomes or underdogs winning the games. The NHL playoffs are thoroughly unpredictable. What has typically been very predictable has been the NBA playoffs, with which they are getting 6% of the vote overall. We polled this crew uh, here on the OutKick universe, uh, and everybody who's on the show said they would go with Game of Thrones, even uh, Eddie Garcia, who has not watched a single episode of Game of Thrones, really not plugged in there. He said, given how much Game of Thrones matters, you go Game of Thrones. All right, so uh, with that in mind, Dub, who doesn't do very much uh, when it comes to actually doing his job because the phones typically don't work very well, and that is his uh, ballywick, that is his responsibility, he won the right to conduct a couple of different uh, segments of his own. He has decided to make those segments Game of Thrones influenced. By the way, if you're just starting off with us, Hour 1, great interview with uh, Lance Taylor. Encourage you to download the podcast. Hour 2, we'll talk to our guy Jeff Schwartz in the next segment. And then in Hour 3, we're going to go down to Augusta. My guy Chad Withrow is going to be there on uh, scene at the Masters. We will talk with him about the Masters Day 2, which will be teeing off about time. Uh, he hops on the phone with us. But first, before we go to Dub for his segment, I believe we have a uh, clip that Danny G has put together in honor of Game of Thrones returning. I don't know what it sounds like, but he tells me it's good. Hit the yeah. button, Danny G. Clay, really quick, I went into the lab and I produced this yesterday because I figured for our listeners, there's only one show that you anticipate more than Game of Thrones. Four years in the making. Four years. I have been trying to do something that should be relatively straightforward. They haven't worked for four years. I swear to God, I am going to be furious. Yeah, I'm here, baby. Talk! Topping the ratings. This is the best part of my whole week. Game of phones. Here, here's my advice to callers. Pretend that I am talking to you every single time I go to a caller. Clay Travis wants the Iron Radio throne. God! I can't deal with it! He'll fight for it. No, I'm going to lose a call. I'm not even going to get on my phone right now because I know I'm going to lose it. He'll murder for it. Clay Travis. Can you hear me? I I, I am very tempted right now to get hey, into my car, can you hear me? drive can you hear me? to the studio in Nashville, and choke to death whoever is in charge of our technology. Game of phones. Yes or no? Just like this Sunday night on HBO, nobody knows how it'll end. I am close to making the executive decision that we will no longer take calls on this show. That is phenomenal. That is really well done. Danny G making a play there with the uh, game of phones. My ongoing battle with our four-year four battle. That's great, now. man. Four-year battle. There have been kids that were not in high school yet that are graduating this year. Uh, that's how long I've been feuding with the phones. Uh, that is uh, that is incredibly well done. Dub, you're now, I don't know, I'm going to be honest with you, Dub. That's a hell of a lead-in. I don't know if you're going to be able to live up to it. 
First of all, bravo, Danny G. That was incredible. And yes, you're correct, Clay. That is that is tough to follow up there. But we're back in a Game of Thrones. It, it's what we all love. It's probably something we can talk about better and uh, enjoy more than talking about sports, honestly, even in this great week that we have. But I saw a clip that you retweeted yesterday, Clay, from your uh, from your television show. And if I, did I see correctly that Bran is now a minus money favorite to be on the Iron Throne? According yeah, it depends, to the odds you it used depends yesterday? on. There's obviously a bunch of different places that have different odds, so there's a lot of variation. But Bran is the favorite to end up on the Iron Throne. That just doesn't sit well with me. I don't know. I I just don't like that storyline. I I agree with. Uh, Lance Taylor said yeah, with the, Lance Taylor the, the first today. hour that was one of his least favorite parts of Game of Thrones was the entire brand storyline. Yeah, exactly. But uh, there's going to be a lot of death this season. That is not even a spoiler alert. Everyone knows that. Everyone that's seen the show knows that. So I want to start with the Lannister clan, okay? Yes. Which Lannister will die first? Cersei comes in as a minus 115 favorite, Jamie plus 160, and then Tyrion at plus 250. So... Cersei, I feel like very confident that she is going to die somehow. And the question is, who is going to kill her? Is it going to, and I think it's going to be, my prediction is it's going to be Jamie. That Jamie is going to kill her. Um, and I, Jamie has been, if you follow the, 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 the show from the moment that it began in season one to now, I think there's a strong argument that Jamie has made the best, you know, kind of trajectory in terms of becoming likable. Does that make sense? Like, uh, th- th- everybody has different character arcs. But to me, Jamie on the show has gone from utterly irredeemable and thoroughly unlikable. And in fact, spoiler alert, but this is all spoiler alerts. If you haven't watched Game of Thrones or you're behind, you shouldn't be listening to this anyway. When he shoves Bran off the castle wall in, uh, you know, in season one while having sex with his sister, <laughs> I'm not sure that there's ever been a more revolting moment in the history of popular television. When you think about it, this is a guy having sex with his sister who shoves a young child off of a castle wall and almost kills him. Um, And by the way, we never have had any kind of confrontation between those two, which now theoretically might happen at Winterfell as well. So, But Jamie now is like a really nice guy. And you're like, well, I can kind of overlook the incest and the near murder of children. And he's kind of a nice guy. So would you agree with me that his character arc, his trajectory, is maybe the most redeemable in all of Game of Thrones? Definitely the most redeemable by far. And I think it's one of the two more interesting ones, and the other one being Arya. I mean, her arc is unbelievable. Start Seeing where she was in the early seasons and then uh, seeing her go, what she went through, the training she did, if you want to call it that, her spending time with the Hound, the Faceless Men. And now, uh, truth be told, she is probably by far... My personal favorite character on the show. Yeah, so Arya to me, like LT was saying that he was frustrated with the brand storyline. Arya's storyline to me took way too long. Like the training and everything. Now maybe there's going to be a substantial payoff, but I found Arya's storyline to be one of the least interesting of the uh, of the overall. You know, when they were on the road for a long time with the Hound and nothing much seemed to be happening and then the faceless men and everything else, uh, I, I found that to be not that satisfying. Now the payoff may be incredible, uh, but that would be the part of Game of Thrones that I felt like dragged a bit. All right, what else you got me in the odds? All right, we'll stick with Arya. Now she is just an absolute slayer nowadays. How many people... Will Arya kill this upcoming season? The over/under is set at three and a half. Oh, that's interesting. Three and a half. So, 
I, I think the interesting question about this is, is she going to be in battle? Because if she's in battle, she could John Snow a bunch of people, right? Or is this like face-to-face, like paying revenge? Because I think if you could count potentially battle or one of those scenarios, that over three and a half would be the play. I feel like to me, personally, just knowing her character, I don't think she's going to be in the thick of the battle. She's yeah. more of a, a stealthy killer, if you will. Uh, which leads me into my next one, her list. Now we got a few names on her list that have still that are still living. We got Cersei, Melisandre, the Hound, Isla Payne, uh, Beric Dondarrion, and the Mountain. Now this one is who will she kill first? But I just kind of want to go down the list because there's some names on here that she potentially won't be able to kill. Uh, starting with Cersei, like you said, you think Jaime Lannister has a good chance of killing her, and then the Hound and the Mountain are both on their list. And to me, I think the Hound and the Mountain may. Kill each other when we get to the. Clegane I think the bowl. hound will kill the mountain. It's possible they both die, and uh, I, I don't think there's any way that Arya actually kills the hound. Right, like that. Th- their their kind of uh, relationship is such that I think there's a zero percent chance that that happens. Yeah, looking at that list, I'm starting to think that maybe there's only two, three max people that from so her list that she will actually under. kill. Yeah, that's why I think the wild card here is whether she's involved in any sort of battle scene where she could kill multiple people. Okay, moving on, the Clegane Bowl. This is one has to do with what episode it will take place in. Episodes one through four or episode five and six? What do you think? Do they do it early or do they save it for the final two episodes? Well, they have to be in the same place, right? And if I'm not mistaken, where are when we last left them, we know that uh, that the mountain is protecting Cersei, right? So Correct. he's still back in, uh, back there at the palace, and uh, I don't know where. Where I can't even remember. Wasn't uh, the hound still traveling? Was where was he? Was he on? Where was he? Or was he at Winterfell? Well, they all met in the Dragon Stadium in the last episode, and they met face to face for a brief moment, like I mentioned yesterday. And the hound said something along the lines of, "You know who's coming for you." Uh, something like that. So I'm yeah. not sure. I can't remember exactly if they're still there, if the Hound has moved on somewhere else. Yeah, I think that's the question. So I would go late. I think that's going to be a late scene. Now here's one that I found very interesting. Will the Night King be confirmed as a Stark? And the reason it's so interesting is yes is labeled at minus 500. Wow. And no is plus 350. So it is basically a lock that during this season we will find out that the Night King is a Stark, and I did a little research because I was kind of unsure on why they were such a heavy favorite. But if you go to the books, the actual text, uh, which Game of Thrones is based on, uh, Old Nan has a quote in there, and she says, "Some say he was a Bolton, some say he was a Magnar, some say Lim- Limber, Flint, or Nori." But if you keep going down, she says he was a Stark, the brother of the man who brought him down. So from the book, a direct quote from old Nan, who is known for her wise words, her wisdom of predicting things, she claims in the books that the Night King is in fact a Stark. It's also interesting because that would tie in with the, uh, the the clip that they showed to be, you know, like the preview of the season uh, where they're walking in the crypts underneath Winterfell. That would also tie in with the idea that he might have the power to resurrect the Starks underneath the uh, underneath Winterfell, right? That he would in some way be comfortable with the historic home of the Starks. And I think it also kind of goes with your prediction of that happening early on. I think you said that may happen in the first episode. Yeah, it wouldn't stun me. 
Because he would know exactly where those crypts are if he was, in fact, a Stark, and that would be one of the first places you would think he would go to, because not everyone knows that that even exists. So that happening in episode one would totally, you know, go along the lines with that theory. It would also be, can you imagine at the end of episode one, if it was, like if the episode one ended with the Night King going into the Stark family crypt and raising them all from the dead? Like, can you imagine like that ending? just being like suddenly Ned Stark comes wobbling out as a White Walker, like everybody would be like, holy, you know. Like- I mean, my expectations uh, for each ending of each episode, and these are very high expectations, but Game of Thrones has absolutely earned this. I mean, I'm expecting every single ending of each episode for me to just being sitting on the edge of my couch with my mouth literally yeah. wide open, the, uh, thinking to myself, what is going on? Yeah. What just happened? No, I, I mean, agree. that's what I'm expecting fully. All right, let's get down to some... Uh, to some survivors. Will Daenerys Targaryen survive the final season? Yes or no? No, I don't think she will. Will Tyrion Lannister survive the final season? I would like to think that he will. I think that he will not. Yeah, I'm kind of with you. I mean, Tyrion is what, such what a... What do the odds makers say on these? So Daenerys was basically uh, was minus 115, yes and no. Tyrion, no, was a minus 140 favorite, yes, was plus 110. So still really even, basically. like That, that to me says they're going to go into the final episode with their fates un- uncertain. Yeah, and then finally, last one, odds to rule Westeros. I know you've gone over it before, but let's go over it one more time. Who do you believe will be sitting on the Iron Throne? My prediction is that Daenerys and Jon Snow are going to have a child. I think that there is a good chance that both of them die and that that child then is the king in waiting and that Bran will be the uh, the next highest uh, claim to the throne, and he will be basically like the king regent, the guy who sits on the throne and mentors the upcoming child. So that's my prediction for how this thing ends. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be something that's not predictable. It's, I don't think it's going to be Jon Snow. I don't think it's going to be Daenerys. So it's going to be something... They're not going to be like... The, the, the ending of Game of Thrones is not going to be incredibly happy, I don't think. So... It's not like, you know, oh, and then Jon Snow and Daenerys lived happily ever after and ruled the kingdoms flawlessly uh, for all their days, right? Like, one of them at minimum will die. I think potentially both. It wouldn't stun me if uh, Jon and Daenerys uh, have a baby and Daenerys dies giving birth to the baby. And then Jon is ultimately dies in some way as well. And then we're left with Bran sitting on the throne. It also wouldn't stun me if Jon Snow is on the throne. But I feel like Daenerys maybe dying in birth uh, would be kind of a, a, a huge circle for her character because she gave birth to the Mother of Dragons. She doesn't think that she can have children. And it would also tie back in a little bit with the Targaryen side um, and also tie in with Tyrion who killed his mom. Uh, when he was born, like I think there's just uh, a lot of circular storylines here. If I was actually betting this, I think I would pick Sansa because to me, I feel relatively as confident as you can in someone not dying this season, and I think she might just be the last one standing. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Sansa Stark. All right, I mean that would be a huge upset. Sansa to me is one of the least likable characters because she hasn't been in control of her own story. Like, things just bad happened to her, but obviously she's starting to take control now. Uh, are those the end of the uh, odd segments here? That'll do it. That's nice. pretty good. Yeah, good job, Dub. Suck it, Vols. Go Auburn. <laughs> War Eagle. Uh, all right, thank you. Uh, let's. Uh, we're going to be joined by Jeff Schwartz coming up next. This is Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis.
Hey, it's Jonas Knox. And you know O'Reilly Auto Parts. You know, O, 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 O'Reilly, who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced a brake light fix or a quick service they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice you'll find the employees at o'reilly auto parts are knowledgeable helpful and best of all friendly and by the way i was just at o'reilly not that long ago within the last month and guess what needed some help with the alternator had some questions with the batteries they helped me right away and did it right there in the parking lot the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. Job searching can be a lonely process. Endless searching, phone calls that go nowhere, applications that vanish. It's time for a better way to find a job. Express Employment Professionals is the local jobs expert you can trust, and they never charge a fee to help with your job search. Go to ExpressPros.com to find the office near you. Each year, tens of thousands of job seekers find work with help of Express Employment Professionals, and Express helps people find all kinds of jobs, from manual manufacturing to logistics to customer service to accounting and more getting an interview with express can be as easy as a phone call and with just one application with express employment professionals you're in the running for numerous opportunities in your community make your job search easier by letting the professionals at express be your talent agent to find you the right spot on a great team express employment professionals is your one connection for getting a job visit expresspros.com today Back here in the Geico Outkick Studios, bring in Jeff Schwartz. Uh, Jeff, question that's up for the poll question uh, of the day. What are you most excited for this weekend? NBA playoffs, NHL playoffs, the Masters, or Game of Thrones? Game of Thrones, easily. I mean, it's not even really a question. And then the only thing on Sunday is that if Tiger's in the final pairing, I'll pay probably closer attention to golf. And I, I bet on three golfers, so one of them is – there's two of them are doing pretty good right now. Um, but um, I Game of Thrones, a thousand percent. I've watched like I've watched season seven recaps. I've read about. I haven't read any spoilers, 
Um, I've watched recaps. Like I've gone, I'm ready to go, man. I've read, I've read stuff about to catch up to make sure I remember everything. I've read some theories about how it might end, but I'm ready to go. Have, does your wife watch Game of Thrones too? No, it's the weirdest thing. So she doesn't really care so much now, but it's the only show where I like I leave the bedroom at nine o'clock. Right, just like I'm not gonna stay in here. I'm out. And for a while there, she would like, get upset that I would leave for whatever odd reason. She didn't want to watch a show with me. She doesn't care if I like go watch sports. But for a long time, she used to like give me grief for leaving. Now she doesn't care. Now I'm having people over Sunday. We're gonna go watch it upstairs and, and not uh, worry about it. But it's weird. I don't know why she would care. You uh, you also said that's that's interesting uh, that this is such a huge topic in NFL locker rooms. Like, everybody in yeah. NFL locker rooms watches Game of Thrones. And so this – like, whenever there was a new episode, if it were airing during football season or whatever, everybody would sit around and talk about it. Yeah, so it typically is in the offseason, right? So it was, you know, April, May, June. Yeah. Um, and everyone come in Monday, and we everyone would talk about it. But, you know, if you, and if you didn't watch it, this is what something that – I kind of piggybacked off of your topic about how this is like live sporting event. There's no spoilers. Like, yes. you, you either watch or you don't. So guys would come in the locker room and be like, yo, I didn't watch it. So just exclude me from conversations. And we're like, all right, sure. But the idea that that you can sit this one out on Sunday night and then expect people to not talk about it on Monday, that's on you, man. The burden's on you to ignore it. Find a way to stay on social media. Tell your buddies don't, don't talk to you about it. But, it, you know, you're gonna. Fifty million people are gonna watch this thing on Sunday night, and so you, you have to be prepared to talk about it on Monday morning. Yeah, it's funny. Nobody, and that's my argument. I said like nobody out there in our listening <laughs> audience at all. If we came in on Monday and I was like, "Hey, the AFC Championship game and the NFC Championship game happened last night," but I know some of you had to work and you had other obligations, and so you didn't get to watch it. So we're not going to talk about that to give you another day to watch it. I would be the dumbest decision that anybody in Sports Talk Radio had ever made, right? Or right. the day after the Super Bowl, I was like, hey, I know some of you have to work Sunday evening, so we're going to wait till Tuesday to talk about what happened in the Super Bowl just to make sure everybody's caught up. No, you watch sports live – and we talk about it the next day. That's how this show works. Game of Thrones, to me, is a sporting event. I said earlier, the only three things that have aired this year so far, which will have more viewers than Game of Thrones, are the Super Bowl, the AFC, and the NFC Championship game. Correct. What did we lead our show with every day immediately after those aired? All three of those, right? So Correct. we're gonna we're not even leading the show with it. We're giving people an hour. But in hour two on every Monday for the next six weeks, we will be breaking down Game of Thrones. As you should. It's that big of a cultural event. And I'm just worried that this episode won't, leave, won't live up to the hype. Because we know in, in the show, typically, the first, the first episode of every season has some good stuff. But then it kind of lulls off for about three episodes and then comes strong to finish. There's only six episodes. So it's got to come fast. And the way the odds have moved so drastically for Bran... Um, to end up on the Iron Throne, it's going to be madness, I think. I, 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 it's going to be, who knows what's going to happen. I can't wait to watch it. Here's my theory. I think that Game of Thrones is so sophisticated that they know that this is going to be a big topic for gambling and that it's possible they are manipulating the gambling market. 100%. 1, because you could, if you're spending $10 million an episode per episode, which these guys are doing, right? That's what evidently the final, or, or maybe fifteen million, or whatever the cost is per episode down the stretch. Have you seen the dollar figure? 
Well, they, they said that they, I think they, they said they spent $11 million on one fight scene. It took like eight months to film. Uh, yeah. Like the, like the final fight scene or whatever it was. Yeah. So, I mean, this is, this is just different level production cost. You could probably manipulate all of the Game of Thrones uh, odds markets by spending $300,000, right? So why wouldn't you do that? And by the way, there's like 100 people who know how this thing ends. Supposedly, they shot alternative endings. So there's not even 100% certainty if you were involved in shooting the final scenes that you know exactly how it ends because it might have been they were doing another scene. But they supposedly signed the most ironclad non-disclosure agreements yeah. imaginable. But like you could get sued to the end of the earth, and like you'll never have another dollar for the rest of your yeah. life if you reveal what actually happens beforehand. I don't think there's actually that many people. If you, if you filmed a couple alternate endings, right? The editor probably knows. The head, you know, a couple editors know. The director probably knows. The producer knows. I'm not even sure the actors and actresses even know. How it is, and you're right. Look, the, the offshore markets—we know this. The offshore markets can can wildly fluctuate. So, you know, three weeks ago, Brand was like plus twelve hundred. Now he's like four to five to beat Sid Iron Throne, which I don't even know if he can technically do. Yeah. And you know, the offshore and the offshore books can then decide how they want to grade that that wager. But look, we have like Littlefinger is like the fifth best odds. He's supposed to be dead right now. So right. we have. So I think it's it's just it's they fluctuate. But we look. They, they stopped filming a month ago. They had the first show. They, they aired the first show in like a select audience in Los Angeles. And since that day, Brand's odds have shot all the way up. So maybe in the first episode, we learned more about what he's been doing for the last three years and what he can control and what he can't control. Um, but it's it's wild. And like I said, it's it's I can't wait to watch it. And look, we might have Tiger on Sunday in the final pairing. And Monday morning, people are going to be talking about Game of Thrones and not golf. What is funny also, so they have aired the first episode for a select audience. Yes. I heard secondhand that it, I didn't want to hear any spoilers, but just that there was a, there was a bloodbath in episode one, that there was a lot of death. <laughs> there's, they have to start killing characters. See, I, there's, there's a, there's a, a universe I can see in, in this, in this ending where, because things happen so um, drastically in this show, things you don't expect. Where I, I can see an ending where everyone dies, and the, and the Night King is just sitting on Iron Throne to end the show. I mean, I, I could see that being the thing, and then the kind of society starts over again. If you remember when when Daenerys and Jon went into the cave and they saw the, the drawings of the cave, and that's what it was. The White Walkers came in, killed everyone, and they left and they started a new civilization. I can see that being the ending. We just come in and kill everybody. And then just start over, and like whoever's left just starts a new society. Yeah, it, I mean that would be intriguing, and it would be a way to prolong uh, Game of Thrones, right? The the thing that's maybe most stunning to me is that HBO has created this cultural leviathan, this this moment that is going to bring as many people basically as you can bring together to watch a show uh, possible, and then they're just going to suddenly end it. Now I know they're doing prequels and everything else, but the one constant has been major media companies want these franchises to be able to build on in the future whether it's marvel with all the superhero movies whether yeah. it's star wars with all the different spinoffs that we've seen in the star wars universe um all of these different things tie together and they want the opportunity to continue to stitch these stories together whereas back in the day and and i think george lucas would probably say this too 
like in George Lucas's mind, art has a finite end, right? You right, yeah. create a storyline, and the initial idea was Star Wars episodes one through nine, and then it would be over. I, I mean, I think at this point in time, we're into now a universe where you can argue Star Wars will never end, right? Like Luke and Leia and uh, Han Solo are gone, but the the, the overall arc of yeah. the Star Wars universe is going to continue forever because there is a huge market that is demanding for it to continue. Who out there is like, man, I really want Game of Thrones to end right now? I would be okay with it, I think. I mean, you're going to have to basically, if you do spinoffs and movies and whatnot, you're going to have to you know, introduce new characters, obviously, because everyone might die in this whole season. Uh, but I'm okay with shows ending. I, I'm, I'm okay. It, it, wasn't a, it, wasn't a, it was not a movie series, right? It's not Avengers. That I know this is supposed to be the last one, but we know it's not going to be. Um, that coming out soon. Uh, by the way, three hours, really. Do you have to make a movie three hours? Is that how long Avengers cool. is? Yeah, Endgame is like three hours and one minute. Oh, I didn't know that. We've already, we bought our tickets. So uh, that weekend. I'm not that, that big. I'm not that big. Into that's it. NFL draft weekend, right? I, dude, I am not a movie guy. Like, I'll watch it when I see it. Probably we got, so on. my kids <laughs> are all obsessed with, uh, with superheroes. So, so uh, we uh, we are that that weekend. I believe I think I'm correct that Avengers Endgame is coming out the weekend of the NFL draft, and the NFL draft is happening here in my hometown in Nashville. So I'm going to take the boys. We'll be down for some of the events on Thursday, Friday, and then we're going to go. I love the dine-in theater, so we take the kids. Like oh, I think, awesome. uh, yes, yeah, Sunday or Saturday. I'm not sure which one. One of the one of the weekend days, either Saturday or Sunday. My wife has got uh, dine-in lunch. Uh, you know, tickets. So we're going to go and we'll kick back. And uh, I didn't realize it was three hours. But what's amazing yeah. is my kids, even my four-year-old, are so invested that they will sit there in the theater and watch all four hours and not make a peep, or three hours or whatever it is, and not make a peep. Like, I mean, they will be so really? invested in it. We, my son my son likes that. We just haven't really got into that yet. I mean, like, what, like, like, the, like, the, like the, uh, the action feature, whatever, live feature, whatever you call it, what, the new Lion King I'll take him to see that when it comes out in July. Um, but we've, he's not—he isn't in the superhero thing. Like him and his buddies play like superheroes, but I don't know. They don't—he's not really been like I want to go see Avengers or I want to go see. Has he seen that. the new Spider-Man, the Into the Spider-Verse? No. Oh, I mean, we have watched that and listened to the soundtrack. Like when I finished this show this morning, uh, in an hour, and uh, I leave my studio here and, and go downstairs to where my kids are. There is almost a hundred percent chance that my four-year-old will be streaming the soundtrack for Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse uh, <laughs> while also watching uh, Spider-Man. Uh, the new—I mean, that's really? into the Spider-Man. It won an Oscar. I mean, it was—it's—it's it's phenomenally well done. I mean, really, legitimately a great, a great show. I got what we. My son watches um, uh, Disney, Nick Jr. He likes those shows. Um, he likes to watch sports with me, and then my daughter likes Disney movies. Like she loves Mermaid and Lion King, and she likes Sing, which is not a Disney movie, but nonetheless, she likes watching movies. My son likes watching cartoons. All right, last so, question for you. Let's circle back around. The NFL draft is going to be going on in uh, basically what, yeah. like uh, thirteen days, something like that. I think a little bit yeah, less than two, two weeks. weeks from yesterday. Yeah. Uh, what What would you have told Joey Bosa? Because this story, sorry, Nick Bosa. This story has blown up, you know, like he's a Trump guy and he has liked a lot of Trump yeah. tweets and uh, and variety of things. And he goes and he just decides, you know what, the 49ers may be drafting me. And so he scrubs his Twitter account of politics. 
Smart move, dumb move, what advice would you have given him there? Um, well, a couple of things here. One is that I would have told him to not delete the tweets because I feel like, or at least delete them and not tell anybody. I feel like it's actually been a bigger deal because he said he deleted them yep. and kind of made light to that. Like, look, we all have our different political beliefs. Uh, he's also, you know, 20 years old, 21, 22 years old. Your political beliefs change over time and time. So he shouldn't be beholden to just what he has tweeted out the last couple of years for his life, for his that he's always going to be a guy who likes this this party or or that idea because you you change over time, um, but I, I think it's just so stupid, man. Like, look, I have friends who voted for Trump. I did not. I made that clear. Um, and we're still friends. Like, it doesn't affect my life with these people. Like, I don't understand the hatred. I think for someone who votes for the other party, and I just I don't get it. Um, but I would have I would have deleted them, not told anybody, um, and just moved on. And look, look, look. Um, you said this. I, I agree. I think it's better to just not talk about politics if you're an athlete, unless you're really going to know 100% what you're talking about, because people will pick you apart. Uh, you have fans of both sides. Like, I've stopped ta- I've stopped tweeting about politics. I, it makes no sense to do it. I haven't done it in like a year. If I wanted to, I've written tweets and deleted them, but there's no, there's no point. I mean, unless I really want to get into deep conversations, which I really don't, um, and you're not going to change someone's mind over social media. It's not going to happen. Um, and like you said, the article from New York Times, it just, there's not a lot of people on Twitter in real, like in real life. And they're all, they all leave left. Like there's, so there's, there's just no point airing political issues on social media, in my opinion. So I like the idea of him not tweeting about it. He should have deleted them. Well, he should have, but just not made it public. Yeah. Good stuff. Uh, that's Jeff Schwartz. Go follow him on Twitter. Um, G E F. G-E-O-F-F-S-C-H-W-A-R-T-Z. I am Clay Travis. Final segment of Hour 2 up next. We'll talk about that. Nick Bosa decision when we come back on Fox Sports Radio. Be sure to catch live editions of Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. And you know O'Reilly Auto Parts. You know, O-O-O-O-Reilly, who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free, in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced a brake light fix or a quick service they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice you'll find the employees at o'reilly auto parts are knowledgeable helpful and best of all friendly and by the way i was just at o'reilly not that long ago within the last month and guess what needed some help with the alternator had some questions with the batteries they helped me right away and did it right there in the parking lot the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, 
Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. Job searching can be a lonely process. Endless searching, phone calls that go nowhere, applications that vanish. It's time for a better way to find a job. Express Employment Professionals is the local jobs expert you can trust, and they never charge a fee to help with your job search. Go to ExpressPros.com to find the office near you. Each year, tens of thousands of job seekers find work with help of Express Employment Professionals, and Express helps people find all kinds of jobs, from manual manufacturing to logistics to customer service to accounting and more getting an interview with express can be as easy as a phone call and with just one application with express employment professionals you're in the running for numerous opportunities in your community make your job search easier by letting the professionals at express be your talent agent to find you the right spot on a great team express employment professionals is your one connection for getting a job visit expresspros.com today Welcome back, Geico Outkick Studios. We are worldwide. If you want to download the podcast or if you want to listen on the streaming app, iHeartRadio, or stream us through foxsportsradio.com, or you can listen on one of the 300-plus stations nationwide as well as satellite radio. I knew this was going to happen. As soon as the story came out that Nick Bosa was deleting his Donald Trump-supporting tweets, I knew that it was going to rapidly take fire, that he would be attacked, and it's already grown to the point now where uh, there was a, an article on The Root, which I guess is primarily a, uh, a black website, uh, saying MAGA-loving, Colin Kaepernick-hating, top NFL draft prospect seems to hate everything black. So if you like Donald Trump, you immediately get said, oh my God, he's racist, this is unacceptable. Now Nick Bosa said he did it because he's thinking that he might be drafted by the San Francisco 49ers. And yesterday on the show, I was saying there has never been a storyline where somebody who is liberal, right? Nobody who ever tweeted, hey, I love uh, Barack Obama or I'm a huge Bernie bro. And they tweeted all this stuff that was positive about Obama or Bernie Sanders that they would have to be expected to delete their tweets if they were going to get drafted, let's say, in Texas or Tennessee or Louisiana or places like that where you knew you were going to be going to a state that had not voted for a Democratic presidential candidate. Well, we know that Donald Trump, somebody sent me the numbers in San Francisco, Donald Trump got 9% of the vote in San Francisco proper. uh, And 84% of the vote went to Hillary Clinton or whatever the math was. Uh, Jill Stein, who was the Green Party candidate, almost got more votes in San Francisco than Donald Trump did. So you are going, and look, I understand there are people listening to us right now who are up early on the West Coast that are conservative, that are Republican even. But you are a small minority of the overall population in the San Francisco Bay Area. Um, And so uh, Nick Bosa is looking around saying, man, I am a big Trump guy, and I'm maybe going to go to the least Trump-friendly market in the entirety of the country. I better clean up my social media account. Now, the interesting thing here is, he told everybody he was doing it. 
So some people are like, well, why in the world would he do that? Jeff Schwartz just said it. I actually don't think necessarily that telling people you're doing it is a bad move because once you tweet something, it's out there forever. So somebody would have written an article about Nick Bosa deleting all of his pro-Donald Trump tweets and it would have maybe turned into a bigger story than him just admitting it. It was going to be a big story anyway. And especially because he may be going to San Francisco. But I am utterly fascinated by this because this is the world we live in today where if you tweet support for the President of the United States to a certain segment of the population, that is thoroughly unacceptable. Now, the ripping on Colin Kaepernick thing, I think, is an intriguing proposition because some people have hopped in my Twitter account and they've said, oh, you uh, didn't think that Colin Kaepernick should be political, but you're saying that Nick Bosa shouldn't delete his tweets. Well, my position on that's pretty straightforward. Nobody that I've ever heard who's a reasonably intelligent person has said Colin Kaepernick shouldn't be able to tweet whatever he wants to tweet that he believes from a political perspective. Not sure it's good for his business, but certainly he's entitled to do that. What Nick Bosa wouldn't be entitled to do, in my opinion, is take a knee during the national anthem because he believes gay marriage shouldn't be legal or because he believes abortion shouldn't be legal. That would be a bridge too far for me. But whatever Nick Bosa political opinions he has in his own life, if he wants to share them on social media, more power to him. I wouldn't have deleted it. I would have owned it. I would have said, hey, you disagree with me. I think you're wrong. But I'm really damn good at getting to the quarterback, which is what I think only matters in the end. If you're good enough at your job, doesn't matter what your politics are. Final hour next. This is Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis. Live from the Geico Outkick Studios, final hour of the week, 14 hours down, one hour to go. Uh, We're going to go down to Augusta and uh, talk about the Masters with my guy Chad Withrow, who will be there for the rounds uh, going into the weekend. We will find out what the weather situation looks like down there and also what the vibe is as he prepares to walk onto the grounds. One of the cool things about Augusta is, and I think uh, it's becoming more cool now, they don't allow you to take in phones. Um, and initially it was just cell phones. This was in an era before you could actually use your cell phone to basically be a personal computer. Um, I went down there for a practice round. It's the only day I've ever, only time I've ever been down to the Masters. I went down for a practice round, probably been a decade ago or more uh, ago, and walked to the grounds, which was pretty phenomenal, an awesome experience, and uh, certainly a very cool, uh, a very cool opportunity if you are a golf fan or even if you're just a sports fan at all to be able to walk those grounds and see that venue and uh and back then it was kind of crazy that they would take up your cell phones or you needed to leave them in the car uh but that was it was probably like I don't know 06 07 08 something like that for me when I was down there and even back then I was like wow it's kind of crazy to give up your phone but it wasn't like I was using my phone uh, to uh, to you know surf the internet, social media didn't really exist in the way that it does now with Facebook and Twitter and Instagram uh, and Snapchat, where everybody's constantly posting things to uh, to social media. And now I feel like the Masters has become even cooler for that reason because you can't take in cell phones, and so everybody has to be in the moment. And uh, and instead of seeing everybody with their phones out taking videos. Everybody seems to be plugged in watching what's actually taking place in front of them. Um, And the only thing, now that's old school and I like it. And I'm sure they probably still do this. When I was there, uh, what the Masters had instead was 
you could make phone calls from the Masters, but they had a huge phone bank set up, and you could make long-distance phone calls for free. That's how much money the Masters makes. First of all, they charge you hardly any any money for your food and your drink, including alcohol. Uh, and secondly, at the time, I think it was like, oh, probably 06, 07. I'm sure they still do it. You could just walk in and make a phone call to anywhere in the country. Now, the downside now is you'd have to remember the phone number of whoever you were calling because I think like a lot of you, I have no idea what the phone numbers are of most people in my phone. I just scroll down to whoever's name it is and call. If you're older, you remember when you had to have you know 10 or 15 or you had like an actual little phone book you'd call it, carry around to be able to call somebody uh, in order or, and or you would remember. And probably if you're my age, you can still remember some phone numbers of your friends that you would call back before there were cell phones and uh, those are like the last phone numbers you remember. You probably remember the phone number of your house, your home, uh, even though that phone number doesn't exist right now, uh, probably, or somebody else has got it now uh, in the way that these phone numbers work. But that is pretty cool. What is also pretty cool is the master leaderboard is filled with big names. Um, And one of them is Phil Mickelson. Another of them is Tiger Woods. Interesting stat. Last 13 years, the overall winner of the Masters has come out of the top 10 on Thursday. So I know people say, oh, it's just Thursday. Still got theoretically three more days of golf. But the last 13 years, the champion has come out of the top 10 at the end of play on Thursday. If that were going to happen, Bryson DeChambeau is in the lead alongside of Brooks Kepka. Then you have Ian Poulter. Then you have Dustin Johnson, Phil Mickelson, a guy named uh, Harding, Adam Scott, John Rahm, uh, Kisner, and uh, as I am pronouncing it, Affy Barnrat. Uh, that is the top 10. Tiger is number 11 overall. Uh, as we prepare for tee off to take place, updated odds, courtesy of my guys at Odd Sharks. They tweeted this out last night. Uh, these are the updated odds to win the Masters if you are betting this morning. Again, teeing off on Friday begins in about 25 minutes. Brooks Kapka, 4 to 1. Dustin Johnson, 6-1. to one. Bryson DeChambeau, 6.5-1. to one. And then the numbers jump up pretty substantially. John Rahm is 11-1. to one. Tiger Woods, 11-1. to one. Phil Mickelson, 14-1. to one. Ricky Fowler, 16-1. to one. Rory McIlroy, 25-1. to one. And uh, then you got Fleetwood, Jason Day, Kisner uh, on down the list uh, as the favorites rolling into... Uh, the Friday edition of the Masters. Uh, so that in and of itself is going to be pretty entertaining. Danny G, you got a stat for me. Yeah, I thought this was pretty cool. It's the first time we've had two Americans who are in their 20s at the top of the leaderboard after round one since 1982. That is pretty wild. Yeah. I'm surprised that it would have been that long. And Bryson DeChambeau, your Shambo boys who keep blowing up your Twitter, I was looking up info on him. He was born in Modesto, California. Shouts out to Stockton's AM 1280. That's where Modesto listens to this show. He has given names to all 60 of his golf clubs. (laughs) So that's interesting. Um, Let's see. He lives in Dallas. His nickname, golfing scientist and mad scientist due to his unique approach to the game and the fact that he's read every book that's ever existed about Bobby Jones. Well, first of all, Golfing scientist is the worst nickname ever. Your nickname needs to be substantially shorter than your actual name. Golfing scientist takes just as long to say as Bryson DeChambeau. 
So yeah, that's true. Yeah, the nickname, the whole purpose of a nickname is to shorten your name. So you can't have a nickname that's longer than your actual name. But that is, uh, he is, look, there are, for whatever reason, I don't know whether I've just stumbled into the Bryson DeChambeau fan base, but they are insanely active in my mentions. There are a bunch of dudes out there that are big Bryson DeChambeau fans. Maybe it's Bryson DeChambeau and his friends from their anonymous Twitter accounts, but they are constantly pumping up uh, DeChambeau. So this thing is going on. A lot of you, like myself, will be watching the Masters on Friday, which is frustrating because you can't watch it on television, and I get it. I get all the people out there who say, just stream it. I understand. I want the Masters on regular television. At 8.30 Eastern, so in about 20 minutes when they tee off, I want to be able to kick back, flip on my television screen, pull out my laptop, and just work during the day while I've got the Masters on in the background. As is, this thing doesn't come on television until 2 o'clock my time, 3 o'clock Eastern, I think. And by then, you might have already missed most of the story of the day. For instance, Tiger had a hell of a round. You would, were not able to watch Tiger on television because by the time he this came on, he was already at the 14th hole. So he'd almost played his entire round by the time it actually came on television. So that in and of itself can be frustrating. Um, I will be watching all day until I leave to go throw out the opening pitch for the Vanderbilt baseball game tonight. So uh, I am throwing out the opening pitch in addition to the fact that I had to pitch last night in Little League, seven- and eight-year-old Little League boy baseball. I was the pitcher. I was so nervous about being up on the mound, not wanting to strike out everybody. But I got a lot of uh, practice on the mound. What was more nerve-wracking, your very first time on FS1 or pitching last night in that game? I'm not nervous about television. Now, the very first time that I was on television in studio ever, I was with Aaron Andrews, and we were taping a college football preview show. So uh, that in and of itself uh, was a little bit nerve-wracking. It was me, Aaron Andrews, Joel Klatt, uh, Mike Pereira, Petros Papadakis, like that entire group of people. That was a little bit scary. Like I'd never been on a studio stage to do a, uh, a television hit before that so that was a little bit a uh, little bit nerve-wracking and live television is always a little bit scary uh but I I think I was more nervous about pitching than I am going on for live television I don't think there's any doubt if you told me what am I more nervous about radio tv uh which got you know audience theoretically in the millions of people watching uh or you know the 50 people who are watching that little league baseball game uh and plus the kids I was way more nervous about pitching yeah, especially especially almost beaning one of them in the head. Yeah, well, I mean, just wanting to throw good pitches. And for anybody out there who's a dad that understands what this is like, or if you just coached Little League as an older brother or something like that, um, you only get a certain number of pitches. So, you know, like there are a couple times I threw pitches and I'm like, don't swing, you know, as soon as you let it go. Because the kids have to make the decision. They're seven and eight years old, right? They have to make the decision whether to swing or not. And, uh, you know, no, even if you're trying to do a good job, there are a couple of times where you let it go and you're just like, no, don't swing. You know, you can't hit that. And there's a pitch count. So you, there are several times where the umpire's like, all right, last pitch. And you say to the hitter, you know, you have to swing. And then the pressure is 100% on you. <laughs> like uh, the, the normal coach for our, uh, our team is uh, he pitched at the University of Memphis. So, I mean, this is a guy who, you know, got a college scholarship because he was a good pitcher. And so uh, he was pitching. And uh, last game we played, the guy ump's like, last pitch. 
and then he bounces one, you know, to the kid. The kid, <laughs> kid has no hope, right? Like you can't hit a pitch that bounces in front of the plate, really. I mean, you can try to golf it, but good luck at seven or eight years old. So that's pretty nerve wracking. Um, and so I was, uh, I was, I was nervous about that. There's no doubt. Um, poll question is up for everybody out there. And by the way, we're about to go down to Augusta with my buddy Chad Withrow, who's going to be on the grounds there. He'll have to talk to us before he goes into the grounds because you're not allowed to have cell phones there. Uh, awesome TV weekend coming up. I put this out. 13,000 of you have voted. If you could only watch one on Sunday, could only watch one, would you watch the Masters, Game of Thrones, the NBA playoffs, or the NHL playoffs? That's the poll question that's up for you guys. 13,000 of you have voted since the show started today. 53% of you are voting Masters. So Sunday Masters, big draw. A lot of people want to watch it. 34% of you are saying Game of Thrones. Uh, So that means fully 87% of you are picking the Masters or Game of Thrones. And the reality is... I think a huge majority of the people that are listening to us right now will watch both. There's a lot of people out there that will watch the Sunday Masters, take a little bit of a break for dinner, get your uh, get your wits about you, and then sit back down uh, come 9 o'clock Eastern for Game of Thrones. Uh, 6% of you are saying you will watch the NBA playoffs. 7% of you are saying you will watch the NHL playoffs. You can go vote in that. I'm at Clay Travis. You can find me there. We're about to go down to Augusta. We'll talk at uh, with my buddy Chad Withrow down at the Masters to get ready for the second round down in Augusta. This is Outkick the Coverage on Fox Sports Radio. This is Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. And you know O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, o o o O'Reilly, who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced a brake light fix or a quick service they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice you'll find the employees at o'reilly auto parts are knowledgeable helpful and best of all friendly and by the way i was just at o'reilly not that long ago within the last month and guess what needed some help with the alternator had some questions with the batteries they helped me right away and did it right there in the parking lot the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. 
Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. Job searching can be a lonely process. Endless searching, phone calls that go nowhere, applications that vanish. It's time for a better way to find a job. Express Employment Professionals is the local jobs expert you can trust, and they never charge a fee to help with your job search. Go to ExpressPros.com to find the office near you. Each year, tens of thousands of job seekers find work with help of Express Employment Professionals, and Express helps people find all kinds of jobs, from manual manufacturing to logistics to customer service to accounting and more getting an interview with express can be as easy as a phone call and with just one application with express employment professionals you're in the running for numerous opportunities in your community make your job search easier by letting the professionals at express be your talent agent to find you the right spot on a great team express employment professionals is your one connection for getting a job visit expresspros.com today Welcome back, Geico Outkick Studios. We're joined now by uh, Chad Withrow at Withrow Zone. I thought he was already in Augusta. You're driving down today? We are driving down today. I'm in the car right now, headed to Augusta. I will be there Saturday and Sunday for the final okay. two rounds. Yeah, for, first time at the actual tournament for me. I've been to the practice round before, uh, which is a cool experience. Never been to the actual tournament, so I'm looking forward to taking it all in. So what happens if there's a rain situation, as seems to be potentially the case with the uh, with the potential for rain sweeping in? Will you still be there? Will you stay for Monday, or will you turn around and come back? I'm not sure about the plan with the group I'm with, but of course, yeah, if it's Monday, I, I, I think we'll stick around for as long as we can. Uh, I know it's about a 45% chance of rain tomorrow. And thunder showers, and then Sunday looks awful. Ninety percent chance. Um, so a good chance that is a washout. Now, I mean, they'll play if it's raining, but the uh, the, the lightning and thunder showers is the problem. Uh, but I, I'm guessing we'll probably stick around and watch some on Monday if it rains out on Sunday. So what's your plan for Game of Thrones since you'll be on the road? I, so I'm going to be in London for or coming back from London for one of the game one of the Game of Thrones six episodes which I'm already incredibly nervous about. Have you planned out your strategy to ensure that you watch Sunday night? By the way, I just, I'm just i laughing to myself here because this is like the epitome of first-world problems. Yeah. That I'm, I'm having to make a plan. Well, you're going to be at the Masters, but you got to make I'm sure. Yes. Oh, no, I'm, I'm both of us. It's just hilarious. Like these, are the, these are the predicaments in our life right now. You're coming back from London uh, yeah. for one of the episodes, and you have to have a plan. Um, no, my... My plan is to, I'll be in Augusta, we're leaving, uh, barring weather, plan is to come back Monday morning. Uh, I will probably watch online on a computer Sunday night, right when I get back from the final round, is my plan right now. It is one of those shows, Clay, and I know you know this, that it is important to me to watch it on Sunday. Oh, yeah. Even if I started an hour or two late, depending on when I get back from the Masters, uh, I want to watch it Sunday night, especially with this season premiere. So my plan is to watch online sometime Sunday night. My nervousness about watching online would be this. It will not stun me at all if HBO just shuts down because they get thoroughly overloaded because you know this. Uh, I uh, I was uh, We had everybody over in season one of True Detective. You were one of the people yeah. who came over to the house because everybody yeah. was so Total excited. Disaster. 
Yeah, yeah. Everybody was so excited to watch the season finale of True Detective. So everybody came over. I think we had food. I think everybody ate dinner, and then we're like, okay, we're going to sit down and watch uh, True Detective. Now I had the DVR set, and I don't remember what exactly the the thing was called, but they had a, uh, a, a like a, a story about the planets, like astrophysics, and and my my oldest kid was really into it. And it was with Neil deGrasse Tyson or whatever. And I think it was on PBS. And it recorded like 10 times in a row. And as a result, my DVR was filled up. And uh, we didn't get to, like it didn't record a true detective. And that sounds like a problem. But most people's immediate reaction was, okay, well, we'll go stream it. But there were so many people trying to stream the season finale of True Detective that the HBO website was unwatchable, that it went down. And I, that would be my concern about trying to stream this return for Game of Thrones. Yeah, no, I I, I do fear that. By the way, that it, it was a, a full on dinner party. Yeah. So your your wife had gone through the effort of making this just magnificent meal for everyone there, and, and you had one job, which was to record the show. Yes. Which you failed to do, which which was amazing. <laughs> yeah, I mean that that is that is a fear of mine. Is that? And we talked about this last week, Clay. There's a fear from HBO that you know. They're going to have some problems when Game of Thrones goes away because oh, yeah. of the amount of money that's generated from the show. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I think you're going to have a lot of people rushing to watch. I think they usually drop like two minutes after the show starts is when they will go live online where you can stream it. Um, so I, that that could be an issue at that time. I'm hoping by the time I get to it, which may be ten o'clock Eastern time, let's say ten thirty, hopefully they'll have those issues settled by then. Uh, what do you think about our decision on the show to make our two for the next six weeks on Monday Game of Thrones discussion? I think it's brilliant um, because I think it's in line with your listeners. I, I don't think that every show could pull that off. You know, we've discussed this on our show in Nashville, and I think that it would be so divided. You know, Hutt, for instance, Hutton and I on, on our show, we watch the show. Paul does not. So he would just constantly make fun of people who watch it while Hutton and I seriously discuss the show, which would be funny but also could be an issue. So I'm not sure with our audience. I feel like, Clay, a lot of your audience is in line with your thinking and probably watches the show, maybe even based on your recommendation. So I think it's a lot safer uh, for you guys to devote an hour to it. And this is a show where you can do that. You know, we did this with Breaking Bad in the final season. I I I think this is one of those shows where it's safe to do it. And let's say, you know, that you could also convert people. So someone may hear it like, oh, I, I may want to go back and watch this show from the beginning uh, because of this. All those, you know, those five people out there who have never heard of Game of Thrones that you're going to introduce this show to, then maybe they'll go back and watch it one day. Yeah, look, I mean, I, I, I said uh, earlier in the show, if you go look at television data for viewership, the three most watched events so far in 2019 on television, number one, not going to surprise anybody, the Super Bowl. Number two, AFC Championship game, which was an epic overtime AFC Championship game between the Patriots and the Chiefs. Doesn't really surprise people either. Number three was the NFC Championship game. Numbers four, five, six, seven, eight, and nine on the most watched shows all year on American television will be Game of Thrones. So that kind of puts into perspective how popular this thing is, and everything else almost will be NFL football. Maybe you can also sprinkle in some of the college football playoff games. Those were very popular this year. But it's basically football and Game of Thrones are the most popular television shows in the country this year. Well, and I, I, 
can you even re- recreate this, the success of Game of Thrones today? Because there are so many options now, and, and, and you know, Game of Thrones, they're going to benefit from the buzz surrounding the buildup to all of this, so you have this anticipation for a show. There's so much great television out there and so many different ways to watch it now. I wonder if we'll ever have events like this anymore, where everyone is tuned in, where everyone's ready for the start of a season. They're going to try to recreate that with this spinoff series for Game of Thrones. Breaking Bad was successful with Better Call Saul. Uh, it's not nearly the hit that Breaking Bad was for AMC, but it's done really well, and it's anticipated. Um, I'm really curious to see if, uh, if this will ever even happen again the way television is today. Yeah, well, that's why sports is so valuable is because it's one of the last opportunities to really reach the entirety of the country. And I think people like events like these. Uh, I, I think in, in general we're a uh, tribal community uh, in, that loves to sit around and all have opinions on things that everybody experiences. I mean, really, if you think about it, the Internet for everything that goes viral is basically one big blame factory. Uh, something happens, and then everybody gathers together to try to assess who is to blame. That's basically every viral video ever. Uh, and the easy example is when that kid ends up in the cage with Harambe, uh, the gorilla, almost immediately it shifted from, okay, what happened in this scenario to who is to blame? You know, like how do you assess the overall blame of a story like this? And uh, and I think everybody loves to be able to come together communally. I think that's kind of what politics has become whether you love or hate it, um, because everybody has an opinion on Donald Trump. And I uh, uh, expect that whoever the Democrat is will be also similarly polarizing in many ways in 2020. But it's basically just a huge opinion factory. Um, So I think there will be, but I don't even know if you were setting odds, what is the next most popular show? What could rise to the level of Game of Thrones I'm not even sure. I mean, I love Billions, but I can't imagine it having kind of the same huge appeal. Um, You know, it it requires a show that can kind of cross over and break through in terms of reaching out to everyone. And I don't even know what what, like, if you were buying stock in a show, what show would you buy stock in right now? I'm a big fan of Big Little Lies on HBO. I think the addition of Meryl Streep on the show will probably help. Um, but uh, that's I'm, I'm trying to think of HBO shows that would work. True Detective, this last season was great with Mahershala Ali and Stephen Dorff. Um, but it, because it's it's an anthology that's going to change every season, you can't really get that build up. Remember, This Is Us when it was big. Um, I, I regret to admit that I still watch this show and I really enjoy it, but it's not quite as big anymore. It's a great question, Clay. I, I, I don't know. I don't know how you generate that kind of buzz that's been generated from Game of Thrones. And it didn't start huge. No, I, you know, I have the numbers. This, this kind of took, took fire over time with the show. Yeah, look, uh, season one, HBO actually tweeted these out, these numbers out, and I talked about it earlier in the show uh, because I was I was genuinely kind of fascinated by this. Um, when you look at the numbers, it started season one at average 9 million uh, streamers per show. Uh, and by season seven, which was the one that just completed – it streamed an average of th- or streamed and viewed 32.8 million viewers. So I think this year will go over 40 million. Uh, Stranger Things is not going to have the longevity, but.
but I feel like it's the kind of show that could become wildly popular because it kind of appeals to everyone. And that's, you know, the Netflix big hit. Obviously, I'm in love with Stranger Things, and they're going to drop, what is it, season three, I guess, on July 4th this year. And I think there will be a massive kind of rush to go stream the the new beginning of Stranger Things uh, season three. But the way that Netflix shares its shows makes it so much different because you can watch every show immediately. Uh, So it makes it less of a communal experience where everybody's sitting down at a particular time to watch. And I feel like that streaming, you know, kind of concept in general makes it more difficult. Like, for instance, it, Withrow, if it, at 9 o'clock Eastern on, uh, on HBO.com, they dropped all six episodes of the final season of Game of Thrones, there's a huge percentage of people that would stay up till 3 or 4 a.m., immediately watching all of them, right? Like, they, and there oh, are guys, absolutely. people who would take off work, you know, you'd be like, hey, I'm not working the next day. I'm taking off Monday. I'm going to sit down and watch all these. Like, there would be Game of Thrones parties, but it would be a different feel than sort of this appointment television viewing, which I think is almost a thing of the past. Hey, 9 o'clock Eastern, 6 o'clock Pacific, I'm sitting down. I'm going to be ready to go. It just doesn't have that same feel anymore. Well, and Stranger Things is great. And uh, the ability to stream every episode of a show is terrific, right, when it drops and you see an entire season. But with Stranger Things, it's you asking your friends, have you watched Stranger Things yet? Yeah. You don't have to ask that question to Game of Thrones fans. They've seen the episode. By Monday morning, most of them have seen the episode. And there is something to be said for episodic weekly television. And maybe this is me being very old school, but I enjoy that. There's a part of me that misses the anticipation. You know, we've talked about Lost before. There was an anticipation for every episode of Lost that you just don't have now with Netflix where you can go watch it whenever you want. Now, it's also great to watch when you want and when you can, but there's not that conversation that's happening around those shows simply because people are all consuming it at different times. We're all going to watch Game of Thrones if we're Game of Thrones fans on Sunday night. I think there's something special about that. Yeah, and then Monday you'll go in at work, and the other people who watch Game of Thrones you'll talk about it with, and then you will will continue as you talk about it all week kind of building that anticipation of what will happen by next Sunday, which also I think is why football is so popular, right? Because there's that episodic tension to it where everybody can watch. Like baseball, you might not watch your favorite baseball team's last game, and your buddy who you like to talk about sports might have missed it because it's a Wednesday night, and he's like, yeah, you know, I just saw the highlights of it or whatever. But pretty much everybody can find the time to watch their favorite college football and favorite NFL team play. And then you get the entire week to dissect what happened in the game you just watched. And also then by Wednesday or Thursday, start to pivot to, okay, well, what do I think is going to happen in the next week's games? I think that is so huge for football because the amount of time we spend talking about it is vastly in excess of the amount of time we actually spend watching it which is, I think, just there's something that feels great about it, whereas in every other sport, there's so many games, you don't really have as much time to unpack the outcome. I completely agree with you. And it's, um, you know, having that conversation, I think, is unique to shows like this. And uh, the anticipation of it, I find myself also when I get into a show like I am with Game of Thrones, that there's like a little bit of an empty feeling when the credits roll yeah. on Sunday night to it, it's like, oh, okay, that was fun, but that was it. 
I'll say this for Game of Thrones also, and you don't see this in a lot of shows, and I think Billions is this type of show now too. It always delivers. Yeah. Like they have tapped in on an entertainment value that there's very little filler. You're not going to get some background episode that's a complete departure from everything that the show is and has become. I love that about Game of Thrones. You're always going to see something every week. Same thing with Billions right now. Every single week delivers with at least three or four big moments in every episode. It's tough to do that and not make things cheesy when there's always something big happening, but I think those are two shows that have successfully done that. Yeah, did you watch the most recent episode of Billions? Oh, that the speech from Chuck Rose. Oh, was Inc- terrific. Incredible speech. And then the uh, the confrontation between uh, Paul Giamatti and his wife uh, on, on the show from Chuck Rhodes and... Uh, and uh, uh, so great. Yeah. Wendy. But, Wendy Rhodes. Wendy. Yeah, Wendy Rhodes. Fun. I mean, that, I, was like, I was looking forward to that conversation uh, as a married man who has sometimes had an angry wife. I think every married man can think about what that conversation was going to be like, and it delivered. I mean, it was an electric, right? I mean, you couldn't look away from that those the acting and the and the dialogue and the the design of that show in general are just phenomenal all right you're going to the masters what is your strategy on saturday and sunday going to be on because here here's what the challenge about the masters no cell phones right like so you you can't it's not as if you can like be able to check and see how things are going you are at the beck and call of the scoreboard which is everything right and they're constantly adjusting the numbers and then you have to think about where to go, and do you sit at one hole and watch everything? Do you follow particular golfers? What is your strategy going to be? So, you know, with the practice round, it was totally different. Yeah. But we found some success just getting there, going right to hole number one. And I remember Justin Thomas and Ricky Fowler and I think Jimmy Walker were playing together in the practice round, and we ended up following them for three or four holes. Yeah. I like the idea of whenever we show up that morning, just going to the first hole, and whoever's teeing off, following them for two, three holes to kind of get you going on the course. And then it's kind of a hodgepodge of where you want to go. If Tiger's in contention, um, Tiger was not playing. It was not in the practice round two years ago when I was here. Yeah. Um, I, I, I will follow Tiger Woods. I mean, that, that is something that would be big for me to be able to do. Even if the gallery, even if it's a huge following for him, I'm definitely going to follow him around. Outside of that, I'm going to bounce around to whoever's on the leaderboard. You know, it's, it's, it's really, it's pretty, you figure out the course pretty quickly when you're there, and it's, it's really easy to kind of bounce back and forth between different holes and look up and see where the guys are. So I'm definitely going to be doing some bouncing around, but I like to start and just follow someone for the first two or three holes. One of the things that I think is most impressive about being able to watch a, a top-level golfer, and you know this because you, you got to do it at the Masters, is if you stand near the tee box and just see how fast and hard they swing on their shots, I don't think television conveys it. And the same way, like if you go to an NBA game and you get to sit down courtside, uh, you don't get the sense for how big and fast those guys are until you're actually there. You know, because television makes you think that it's, you know, like you don't notice like a, a six foot eight guy next to a seven foot guy doesn't look out of sorts unless you see them like up close. And I remember I watched uh, back in the day when LeBron was with the Heat, and in between, like during a commercial break, Chris Bosh was stretching, and he stretched by just reaching up and grabbing the net and almost being able to grab the rim 
and just like stretching his back out, you know, like by grabbing the net. And I was like, oh my God, like these guys are just so big and so strong and so fast. And I feel like for golf, you don't pick up on how impressive and imposing those guys are physically in their swings unless you're right there beside them. And you also don't get a full appreciation for how well they perform under pressure until you're right there watching them. Because, and I'm not a big golfer, I can't imagine having that many people that close to me every time I take a golf swing. And you get so tight and up close to these guys at times. And you realize, I mean, this is what they do all the time. They don't even see people that are watching them. But I'm thinking, I, I would be so nervous about, you know, slicing something right into this crowd of people. Oh, yeah. Every time I took a shot, it would get so much into my head that I would automatically uh, probably murder someone with a golf ball because I would slice it because I kept thinking about not slicing it the whole time. These guys are impervious to any of that. It is amazing to watch how well they deal with crowds around them at all times. Yeah. And they don't notice Yeah, there's anything. no doubt at all. all. It's Chad Withrow at Withrow Zone. Final segment of the show up next on OutKick. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Welcome back, Geico Outkick Studios. Final segment of the week. Appreciate all of you who have hung out with us all week long. Encourage you to download the podcast at Outkick. You can search out my name, Clay Travis. You can search out the name Outkick. Download it. Make sure you don't miss anything. We've had a loaded show. We will continue to have loaded shows as we move into the weeks and months ahead. So why not make sure it's right on your phone? You can listen to us anytime, anywhere. Uh, All the last several months and the last several years, honestly, I've been at Feud with my phones and we're about to have a great uh, segment here that Danny G put together but first poll question is out there awesome TV weekend coming up if you could only watch one of these on Sunday which do you pick the Masters the NHL playoffs the NBA playoffs or Game of Thrones 17,000 of you have voted during the course of the show today you can go find my Twitter uh, account at Clay Travis cast your vote 53% of you say you would watch The Masters. 34% of you say you would watch Game of Thrones. That's 87% of you are saying The Masters or Game of Thrones. 7% say the NHL playoffs. The NHL playoffs underway. Four underdogs, four favorites have won through eight games so far. NBA playoffs start on Saturday. And 6% of you say you would pick the NBA playoffs to watch. All right. Game of Thrones, a lot of you are excited for. How about Game of Phones? Danny G put together a clip of me going head-to-head with my phones. Four years in the making. Four years. I have been trying to do something that should be relatively straightforward. They haven't worked for four years. I swear to God, I am going to be furious. Yeah, I'm here, baby. Talk! Topping the ratings. This is the best part of my whole week. Game of phones. Here's my advice to callers. Pretend that I am talking to you every single time I go to a caller. Clay Travis wants the Iron Radio throne. God! I can't deal with it! He'll fight for it. No, I'm going to lose a call. I'm not even going to get on my phone right now because I know I'm going to lose it. He'll murder for it. Clay Travis. Can you hear me? I, I, I am very tempted right now 
to get hey, into my car, can you hear me? drive can you hear me? to the studio in Nashville, and choke to death whoever is in charge of our technology. Game of Phones. Yes or no? Just like this Sunday night on HBO, nobody knows how it'll end. I am close to making the executive decision that we will no longer take calls on this show. Might have to do it. I don't know. Although, I do want people to get involved with our Game of Thrones hour on Monday. I'd like to be able to have people call in, give their theories, give their philosophies, and uh, and bring in callers. So, fingers crossed that that's potentially possible in hour two on Monday when we break down Game of Thrones. Hope everybody has a fantastic weekend. Uh, that was fantastically well done by Danny G. Put together there the Game of Phones uh, soundbite. I'm going to be watching part of everything, NHL, NBA, uh, Masters, and to me, the one you have to pick. If you had to give up everything else, I would pick Game of Thrones over everything else rolling into the weekend. Uh, I encourage you to download the podcast. Thanks for hanging out with us. 15 hours in the books. We'll be back starting Monday morning at 6 a.m. Eastern for 15 more hours of fun. This has been Outkick the Coverage. Appreciate all of you for hanging with us here on Fox Sports Radio. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Managing your diabetes just got easier. The powerful new Dexcom G7 lets you see your glucose numbers on your compatible watch and phone without finger sticks. And because Dexcom G7 is the most accurate CGM system, you can be confident in your food, exercise, and medication decisions. And all those decisions can lead to big results, like more time in range and lower A1C. Get started at Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com compatibility at bed 365 we don't do ordinary we believe that every sport should be epic every home run every hit every inning every play from the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field whatever the sport whatever the moment it's never ordinary at bed 365 21 plus only must be present in ohio if you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help call 1-800-GAMBLER from BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. <laughs> 